Hello everyone and welcome to Casually Die Hard's All In Review. We are minutes after the conclusion of the pay-per-view of AEW's All In in Wembley Stadium. And I I have to say, I think this might have been one of AEW's better pay-per-views. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I, I think to date this has been one of their better pay-per-views. Um, I, we have a lot to come out of it. Uh, we have multiple new champions. Yes. Multiple retentions of champions as well. Um, but before we do that, I, I we just found this out uh, via Post Wrestling, who reported it from PW Insider, as well as I do believe uh, PW Torch. I'm going to or Fightful, excuse me, Fightful and v- PW Torch or PW Insider, excuse me. Fightful and PW Insider have reported that there was an altercation before the show started between CM Punk and Jack Perry um, after Perry's uh, match with Hook on the pre-show. Apparently, Punk took exception to the fact that Jack Perry made a reference to it all being glass on the limousine being real glass uh, after Punk shot it down as an angle on collision this past or two weeks ago. Um, And I guess Punk took exception to it. And there was a uh, a report of an altercation between the two of them. Um, What a baby. Yeah. You know what? CM Punk right now is proving to be more of a fucking hindrance than he is an actual uh, help. Because while his match with Samoa Joe was good, and we'll talk about that, Mm -hmm. I... Grow the fuck up. For real. Stop being a little bitch. I, when he first came into AEW, I was really excited. I was not super familiar with him. He, I think, was after my time uh, watching. A little bit, yeah. And um, I don't know. I just, I loved his energy. I loved, like, his in-ring work is great. His promo's great. And I was like, this guy is great. Like, what a great addition. But I think seeing all of the altercations that he gets in and just the controversy, he just needs to grow the fuck up. Like, what It's the a hell? child mentality. It's it really is. what it is. He's like, very entitled. He is. He thinks that he's the fucking god of pro wrestling. Right. He's not. And he's he, not. I, I will say when he started, he was one of my favorites. Yeah. No, and, and in, the, in the ring, he's great. Right. But you can't... It he, doesn't matter how good you are in the ring if you're toxic backstage. Yeah, and he's super toxic. I mean, we have reports constantly of him being toxic backstage in WWE. Yeah. We have reports of him being to- constantly toxic backstage in AEW. Grow the fuck up, you human child. Like, For nothing real. pisses me off. Okay. As a guy who's been in an indie locker room, mm-hmm. who's surrounded by great guys, yeah, grow the fuck up, right? You piece of fucking shit. Like it's like, a it's a story. You're it's not it's a only whole that. Thing. Not only that. Like, oh, you fought the elite. Now you're fighting Jack Perry. Right. Now Christopher Daniels isn't allowed backstage at Collision. Right. Now these certain people. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? And it's Your like, opinion does not matter. You do not matter. I like this whole run of CM Punk and AEW has made me sour on him mm-hmm. so fucking much because he's such a goddamn child. Like yeah. I apologize for cursing right off the bat, and I apologize <laughs> for like being. We never so, said it was child friendly. We never said that, but like, 
Obviously, I'm Damien. We didn't even do introductions. No, we just got right into we it. We got right into it. You guys know what you're here for. Um, I was in a, I was in an indie locker room for three years. Okay, I spent time with people I did not like. Mm-hmm. People that were higher up than me. Yeah. That I did not like. People that I would have like I I, I would have loved to tell them to like grow up. And yeah. I didn't. I bit my tongue. There were certain people I didn't get along with because there's certain going to be certain people you don't get along with right. at a job site. Yeah, that's what this I was going to say. This is a job. At the end of the day, it's work. And this is work. Mm-hmm. And you're getting worked so much into a fucking shoot. Right. You are working yourself into a real life problem. Yeah, absolutely. Grow the fuck up. Jack yeah. Perry being a 27-year-old. Right. Like... Stop fighting young people. Right. Like, <laughs> like not he's only a child that, compared to you. Like the the Bucks, Omega, mm-hmm. Hangman Page, you're not yeah. even allowed to like he like cut a promo after collision one night, calling Hangman like soft. Yeah. Call, you know, like who fucking ca- who are you? Right. Just because you came back and oh my god, you're really big in Chicago. Right. Good for fucking you. Yeah. I you think- know who didn't buy a ticket to see you tonight? Most of Wembley. Right. Your match was announced so late. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a single fuck about your petty bullshit. And I I wonder how long it's going to take of there being problem after problem after problem until he's just let go. Tony Khan loves him. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous that how much Tony Khan loves him mm-hmm. to the point that he's detrimenting his locker room. Right. Like, and that's FTR sort of, love him, and, yeah. like, Ricky Starks loves him. Like, but there are people there that are fans of CM Punk, but, like, it's a small majority. That's sort of where I'm at, Or a small minority, though. I mean. That's where I'm at, is no matter how much Tony Khan loves him, if people keep getting soured and it it's happening over and over and over and it's just more and more people the list keeps growing eventually they're gonna have to do something yeah like apparently there was issues with him and john moxley during their title program right like come on dude yeah you are not you are past your prime Mm -hmm. you are not the head of this company right wow yes you are a great in- in-ring worker i will not take anything away from him being a good in- in-ring worker mm-hmm. and tonight showed it him and samoa joe put on a great incredible match. A- incredible match mm-hmm. but like stop being a 12 year old that doesn't get his way yeah. <laughs> it's real glass he said something mean to me he said something mean <laughs> fuck you cm punk for real like, stop being a garbage fucking human. Yeah. Just grow like, up. Be an adult. Yeah. And it just, like, it sucks because he has so much potential to be A locker so room good. leader. So good. A locker yeah. room leader. Mm-hmm. But, sorry to start it off on such a sour note. I saw that report and I, like, and it just pissed me off. It yeah. pissed me off as, as a worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you're not going to like the guy across the ring from you. Right. I wrestled multiple people I didn't like. Yeah. And you know what? I still worked my ass off. Right. Absolutely. I put them over. You don't have to be friends backstage, but you also don't have to start shit. Right. Exactly. So let's get into All In. Uh, incredible show marred yes. by bullshit controversy by CM Punk. <laughs> um, overall, what did you think of the show? I thought it was so good. Like, 
I there was a couple matches in the beginning where I was like, this maybe could be a little bit better, but there were no matches where I was like, that was a dud. There's, you know. I agree. I think I I really enjoyed most of the matches. Um, there were a couple that I thought maybe went a little too long. Yeah. A couple that I think should have been better that weren't. Right. Um, and and overall, like towards as the show went on, the better the matches got. Absolutely. The better Completely the night agree was. With that. Um, to start off though on the on the pre pre show. The, uh, we missed this. Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro had a contract signing for their match at All Out, which happens oh, next week. Oh, okay. That's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be fantastic. I really like Hobbs, and I also really like Miro. Yes. Um, and then uh, Tony Schiavone got in the ring and thanked the fans for being at Wembley and everything like that and, being, and welcoming AEW to London. And then Jeff Jarrett... And his crew came out yes. with one of your favorite managers, uh, fucking Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> I love Sanjay Dutt so much. <laughs> I love the energy he brings. But also, I just have to say, Karen Jarrett and her outfit. Her outfit was on point tonight. If anybody knows where to get that, let a girl know. Because, my God, I want that so bad. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it's I, great. I, I, I thought it was really, gorgeous. really gorgeous. Um, but... They all came out and they started running down the crowd and everything like that, saying that the U.S. has better promotions, better promoters, better people running the show, better workers, all that kind of stuff. And then Paul White, who we haven't really seen on AEW TV hardly at all. Yeah. Uh, comes out with Anthony Agogo, who last time we saw him was a heel facing (laughs) Cody Rhodes. Um, and then the thing that I wish we would have gotten was, like uh not like a prayer um what is that madonna song that grado comes out to uh is it like a prayer is it like a prayer Mm -hmm. okay grado comes out to paul white's theme song but i wish it was like a prayer by that would have been great but he got a huge reaction from this english crowd they all uh attack the heels uh big show lays out satnam sing and then uh grado hits jeff jarrett with a uh, guitar shot which so good. is how this feud kind of got set up. Hopefully, we maybe see this at All Out, maybe. Like a, oh, like a yeah, tag that would match be great. or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that would be great. I think they should have had a match, like a quick little like five-minute match on yeah. the pre-show or something mm-hmm. like that. Let Grado wrestle in front of his English, uh, his English crowd and Definitely. all that kind of stuff. So um, then we roll right into the zero hour. This is before the zero hour. And we open up with the Ring of Honor tag team titles, MJF and Adam Cole, better than you, Bebe, versus <laughs> Aussie Open, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Yes. Uh, went about like seven, eight minutes um, with MJF and Adam Cole taking the Ring of Honor titles. Which I had a feeling that was going to happen, you know? I was kind of torn. Um, the match was short. We got to see the kangaroo kick, which yes, is we a did. jumping double drop kick, it looks I didn't, like. I didn't think they were going to give it to us yet. I thought that it was going to happen in the main event i I'm thought they were gonna tease it and then make us wait i'm glad they did it here though me too yeah, yeah very yeah, yeah. very happy got the crowd really into it they won with the double clothesline yep um and then after the match adam cole is holding the uh triple b the world title yes and teasing a little bit of like hey i want this title and they kind of pose down before the main event uh later on in the night yeah um and then we have FTW title Hook versus Jack Perry, the defending champion. Um, crazy. 
Oh, crazy my gosh. match for eight and a half minutes. That's the the recorded time. By the way, all these results and timing, uh, thanks to Post Wrestling. Thank you, John Pollock, Wei Tang. <laughs> um, but eight and a half minutes, uh, Hook wins over Jack Perry. Yes, but man. That freaking brain buster. Oh my god. On the, on the hood of the limo. <laughs> like insane. It, oh, it's great. I love them together. I think I, I do too. Liked them as a team. I love them even better as competitors. No, they're great. Yeah. They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think um, they have such good chemistry. They really do. Hook obviously retaining the FTW title still builds like Keeping the legacy the family. of Taz <laughs> and all them and yep. I thought Taz might get involved here. I'm glad he didn't, though, because I like their sort of separate identities where it's just like Taz mentions, like, I'm really proud of him. Like, good job. But he is able to build his career himself. You know what I mean? No, that's fair. Um, I, I thought I, I really wish there was a little bit more hardcore to it. Like, I really wish yeah. it was a little bit more personal. It turned mm-hmm. into a basic wrestling match. Yeah. And, and I think for the, the FTW title, you kind of want it to be a little bit more dirty. Not you know? only that, but like the feud that they've built up. Right. It feels a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. It feels like it should be a little bit more violent. Yeah. And it wasn't. So, like, that was the one issue I had with it. But other than that, like, the limo spots, like... uh uh, hook throwing Jack Perry into the open door and bending oh, yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. Um, the the real glass comment, obviously by Jack yes. Perry, and then taking a suplex right onto it. Yep. Um, I, I thought it was all great, and then uh, Hook won with the uh, red rum or the Taz mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really wish he would have went over and hugged his dad. I agree. I was I was hoping there would be that little moment because winning theirs it's huge. It's it's the, the biggest match the, of, Hook, of Hook's career so absolutely. far. Absolutely. And there might not be a bigger match. I mean, there's not going to be a bigger p- crowd, probably. So, like, winning their biggest crowd ever. Like, I wish he would have hugged his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it made sense, too, but I also understand why he didn't. Yeah. He's, oh, I'm big man. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But it's okay to let the people in once in a while. Every you know? now and then. You can be a big man with feelings. So... As the, as the pre-show went on, and as the pre-pre-show went on, like the zero hour in the pre-show, mm-hmm. um, did we ever hear from Anthony Agogo on the panel? I'm thinking back to it. Yeah. Yeah, they, he, uh, did he did talk? a little bit. Yep. Okay, I must have missed it because like... It was... Yeah, because I think... Yeah, no, he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, because I didn't think he did, and I was like, what the fuck was yeah, he why is he for? here? <laughs> yeah, no, he did. No, like, it was, it was just weird, but we opened up the show... With the real world championship, quote unquote real, uh, bitch ass CM Punk versus <laughs> Samoa Joe. Um, Such a good match. It was really good. Like they had a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. to um, to some of the greats, like CM Punk, obviously embracing his inner John Cena, hitting yep. the shoulder tackles and the protoplex, um, and then doing the Hogan uh, mm-hmm. little ear wave kind of thing, and then yep. hitting the leg drop. Um, Samoa Joe and uh, Hulking champ- up. Hulking up and you know? hitting that, and then uh, hitting the STF, which is a uh, John Cena move. Yeah. Um, which you called the shut the fuck. And yeah, it's the <laughs> shut the fuck. <laughs> and it's actually the step over toe hold face lock, but uh, I think that's debatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love them together. I they're great together. Like, however, I feel about CM Punk behind the scenes, whatever. They he's great in the ring. Samojo obviously is great. They have a lot of history. Their chemistry is unmatched. 
unmatched. It's so good. They're fantastic in the ring. Mm-hmm. I think that CM Punk himself is a really good in-ring performer. Absolutely. Brought out the short boys today. No mm-hmm. no long pants. Yeah, he, I know. Wore, he wore the trunks. <laughs> um and like he put they all put together a very good match. I thought it was highly entertaining. Absolutely. Um, so good. I think that CM Punk is one of the better people that they have on the roster mm-hmm. it's just i wish he would stop being such a little bitch i know um one of the things that i really did like um was there were a couple things that i really liked about this match but one of them was when joe had cm punk kind of teetering on the outside and mm-hmm. inside of the ring and he kept chopping him yes and cm punk kept kind of coming up chopped down yep. yeah and seesawing down um another thing was like the when Punk went to jump off the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. Joe does this thing where he kind of like no sells it and turns around. Ha ha. Yep. I outsmarted you. And CM Punk was like, no, 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 no. I outsmarted you and then hit the crossbody. Yep. But then he went to dive and hit a plancha to the outside and Joe just walked away. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Punk tried to hit like a Rana and Joe threw him through the announce table. Yeah. Great spot. Oh, it's so Fantastic good. spot. Um, it just, it looked brutal. Oh, it looked absolutely horrific to take. Yeah. Like, horrific to take. And then, obviously, uh, Punk wins with the Pepsi Plunge. Yeah. Um, which is like a pedigree off the top rope. Yeah. It looked fucking horrible. <laughs> but that's just because I think Samoa Joe's just so bulky. Right. Got a little Sweet Tooth reference on commentary as yep. well. Um, overall, really good match. I thought it was a really fun one. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great match to open with. I'm shocked that we didn't get somebody calling out CM Punk. Yeah, I am too. For All Out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have a whole a whole week of shows. Oh, yeah, know? a whole week to set up so. a main event for a show that's uh, not been advertised. All right. Um, I mean, CM Punk's show is Saturday, and uh, the pay-per-view is... Sunday. Sunday, so... Yeah, a know, whole 24 hours. Look, look at that time. Listen. Um... The next match, this was the one I wish was better and a little bit shorter. Yes, I The star agree. of this match was Jay White. Oh, by far. And yeah. it was Bullet Club Gold and Kanosuke Takeshita. So Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club Gold being Jay White and Juice Robinson mm-hmm. and Kanosuke Takeshita taking on the Golden Elite of Hangman Page, Kota Ibushi, and Kenny Omega. Yes. And it was slow. It was like th- this was one where I was like, "Is the crowd into this? Am yeah. I into this?" I, I think wasn't. I even asked you. I was like, "I can't tell if they like this or not." I wasn't into this as much. Yeah. Um. I love a lot of the participants in this match. Same. I did not love this match. Yeah. I thought Jay White looked phenomenal. Oh, he looked great. Phenomenal. Yep. Um. He like I like I told you while we were watching, he fits an American audience way better than a Japanese audience. Oh, I can, I completely agree. I thought that uh, Takesha also looked great. I thought, he always does yeah. though. He's he's really good in ring. Mm-hmm. Don Callis heats him up like a yes. mega star. Absolutely. And Takesha gets the win over Kenny Omega. Like I yeah. like I exactly predicted. You did. It was a roll up schoolboy. He pins him. I think that's our match for All Out. And I, I cannot do. wait for it. I'm so excited for that match. I think they're so good together. They really are. I, their Obushi styles... and Takeshita are really good together, too. I would yeah. love to see that on like a Dynamite or something like yeah. that. Like, I think that them on Dynamite would be a, a just an absolute banger. Abs- yes, I completely agree. Um, 
just like give me 15 minutes of Abushi Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Takeshita wins, builds up the program to all like that. He beats the shit out of Abushi. Yeah. And that leads to Omega challenging him at all out. And yes. then Don Callis accepts. Yeah. I think that's the way that it has to go. And I think that that match will be potentially st- show stealing. Yeah, no, they're they're both so good, and their styles complement each other so well, and th- they're both just stars. Yeah, and 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 I think that we should get like Hangman Page and Kota Ibushi teaming together more. Mm, yeah, I really like that team. I um, do too. I think them and Bullet Club Gold against each other would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I I really did enjoy that, and then. And during this part, I think it was right after this match, they showed Mercedes Monet. Yes, they did. And in the crowd, I can't remember if it was after this match or if it was after the previous match. I can't remember when, but they showed Mercedes Monet in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a tease that she's coming to AEW. I really hope it is. I love her so much. That's one of your favorite women's wrestlers. I, oh, yeah. Sure. She's so talented i like that little (laughs) i know (laughs) that little stumble we have been drinking i will say that we have had quite a few (laughs) brewskis during this show yeah but no she she's so talented she has such a good look she's a great promo Mm -hmm. she's so much better in the ring i think than i even realized when she was in wwe when she went to japan i really saw how incredible she is yeah and uh, I think that she would be such a good addition to the women's roster. I think so, too. And I think it makes sense for her to be able to be in immediately thrust into the title picture, mm-hmm. um, which we will get into. Um, I think the story there is built in. Yeah. Bec- uh, um, based on something that I will say later. Okay. Um, I don't want to jump into too many reactions. Obviously, this is a spoiler, but uh, <laughs> all of this is spoiler. Um <laughs> But after this, we had another match that I thought was going to be great that ended up being fine. Fine, yeah. You know, and it was FTR versus the Young Bucks. Um, They had a nice little callback spot towards the end of the match of SummerSlam. I I believe it was 1990 of SummerSlam being in Wembley um, and Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. uh, British Bulldog beats Bret Hart by hooking both legs on a seated on a seated pin after a senton and uh and, and beats him for the intercontinental title and dax harwood did that right to matt jackson yeah, and doesn't it doesn't work here and it didn't work it was a two count um and i i think that this match would have been better had they gone about five minutes shorter this match went 20 minutes yeah it was it was long which is interesting because i love both of these teams so much and in other places like Mm -hmm. other other times i've seen them they've gone long and i'm like glued to the tv right so i think especially ftr ftr normally does really well with these longer matches and let me correct myself it was SummerSlam 92 oh excuse me excuse me (laughs) listen somebody will correct me that yeah (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was interesting that them together wasn't as electric as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I I wish 
they would have hit that next gear. I feel like it never got out of like second gear. Yeah, I agree with that. Like which is, towards the end of the match, I was way more hooked. Yeah. Like I think it. I think it finally shifted. You mm-hmm. know, I think it finally shifted, but it never reached that that peak that the other two matches had. Yeah. Or like the Briscoe and FTR matches had. Right. Like I, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I've definitely seen both teams go full throttle. Yes. Like, absolutely. Completely like. I'm out of my seat. But this just, I don't know. I don't know if it's them together. I don't know if it was just the day. I mean, jet lag might have been a part of it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a numer- There's a number of things that could have led to them not having the best match. Very true. And I think that, I think that they tried. They tried really hard. They, they worked did. their ass. They did. Off. Absolutely. Um, Credit where credit is due. All, For sure. No matter what, if we didn't like or we did like a match on this show... Everybody worked so hard. Yeah, and no match was bad. Nothing was bad. Some matches were fine. Mm -hmm. Some matches were excellent. Yes. And some matches were good. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have that. But I feel like the beginning of the show, you started it off hot with Punk and Joe. And then it kind of tilted downward. Yeah. And and that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. That's your opinion as well. I feel like the like the second and third matches just weren't as good. I agree. I think that all of them had moments where they oh, were absolutely. incredible, but overall, they left, left something to be desired. In my opinion, this match itself it had the potential to be better, um, and like it hooked me though with them stealing each other's finishers. I was just gonna say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they th- when. The Bucks stole the Shatter Machine. Yes. Oh, man. That was that was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm shocked. FTR beat the Bucks with the Shatter Machine to retain the titles. I was very shocked by that. With, like, peeling back the curtain with mm-hmm. Cash Wheeler's legal statuses and stuff like that. Yep. It's very odd that, I, that the Bucks did not win. So I wonder who is coming up to beat FTR. No one. Do you think it's... Well... <laughs> Somebody's going to. Yeah. Do you think it's Ortiz and, Sor- and Santana? I hadn't thought of that. I think it could be. I think. What other I think tag it could team? Be. What other tag team would it be though? Is, is my question. Like. Better than you, baby. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But they already had. The, they already had the chance. They lost. Yeah. On that's collision. True. That is true. I think the king, like the kingdom, doesn't feel hot enough. No. Lucha Brothers don't feel hot enough. Whoever it's going to be, they're going to have to build it for a while. Is it, do they have a while? Like I don't know what I don't know when Cash Wheeler's next court date is. And <laughs> unless like, they is know gonna... something, unless they're like you definitely didn't do anything wrong, it's fine. Listen, that's ooh. I mean, listen, where's this the video is, evidence? Uh, that's kind of like that's kind of the hard thing is like mm-hmm. where's the evidence for No face, it? no case. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Nobody, no crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town murder reference. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's definitely a, it's a tough situation because like they've beaten everybody in the tag team division. Yeah. Unless you're bringing like the only other thing I could think of is if edge is coming in and you put it on edge and Christian. Yeah. Which I really, really wish would have happened tonight. 
I don't think he's allowed to. I know. I don't think he's allowed to. I know, but just, you know, we'll crowdfund some legal fees. If he gets sued, he gets sued. We'll I think get that's, him. I think that's a massive legal fee. Though. I think so too. That's, that's huge. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> that's cutting if eighty-one thousand people donate five dollars each. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, up next was the stadium stampede match. Best friends Penta Oscuro or Penta El Cerro Miedo mm. and Eddie Kingston uh, uh, facing the ba- Blackpool Combat Club. Say that five John- times fast. Yeah, I know. John Boxley, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Casagnoli, and Santana and Ortiz. I thought this was great. I thought it was fantastic. It was a great brawling match. It mm-hmm. was less chaotic than Anarchy in the Arena. Yes, which I liked. I liked it a lot, too, because Anarchy in the Arena, especially the most recent one, was so fucking chaotic. There was too much. Too much happening. They did too much. And I think here they really focused on... The big spots. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. I think enough of it happened outside of the ring, but m- most of it happened in the ring. Yeah. Which I I know it's Stadium Stampede, but I like I like the bigger things happening inside the ring. No, I agree with that. I wish some of it would have been pre-taped like the last Stadium Stampede. Yeah. Um or the previous Stampedes before this. I wish some of it would have been shot like backstage mm-hmm. or something like that like the first one, I think, is so iconic to me. Yeah. With the elite versus the inner circle. Mm-hmm. It was so good that I think it was hard to beat. I don't know if this beat that. Um, That's fair. In, in my opinion, I loved it. I still love this match very much. Yeah. Uh, but did I did I think it beat it? I don't think so. That's fair. Um, I think that with... With Santana and Ortiz, it was really nice to see them working on the same page again. I miss them as a tag team. Yeah, they're um, great. Santana coming back with fucking looking shredded. Com- super jacked. Super jacked. Um, Penta Oscuro doing a fucking costume, costume change, change in the middle. Yeah. Um, your mom <laughs> finding Eddie Kingston attractive. I, uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. Um, yeah, like it was. It was a great. It was a great match. Um, Orange Cassidy really stood out. Like that he, little hardcore style of his. He was yeah. busted open too. He was. Moxley was busted open. Beretta, <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the amount of minutes in a match it takes for Moxley to get busted. Yeah, open. I was gonna say that's just a Tuesday. But like towards <laughs> the end of the match, like they showed a camera angle of him, mm-hmm. and his eyebrow was hanging off yes. of his face. Yeah, there was. I. It was as bloody as I. Had hoped it would be yes, because you know you Stadium Stampede, Anarchy in the Arena, any any match like that, you want there to be blood, and yeah. you know. I mean, they brought out like the branding iron, which I think yep. was an homage. To, I, I, if anything was an homage to Terry Funk this weekend, mm-hmm. th- it, this was it. Yeah, and like the branding iron coming out, like an homage to the Funker. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Penta Oscuro doing a. Uh, what was it a sunset bomb yeah off of the ladder through tables mm-hmm. with um oh wheeler you i do yes. believe um you had orange cassidy dipping a duct tape fist into glass <laughs> yeah. to hit an orange punch the skewers to the head the skewers of- to the head of moxley <laughs> yeah. um a lot oh, of things man. happened in this match and i think it told a really good story i was shocked that orange cassidy won though 
Me too. Because I thought it would be John Moxley, which would set up like in New Japan. A big thing is that if you beat the champion, you get a title mm-hmm. shot. And I figured that that was kind of going to be something that they did was that yeah. John Moxley would have beaten o- uh, Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. and then you set up the match at All Out. John Moxley takes the international title. Yeah. It could still happen that way. It could. I thought. I also thought it was going to be whatever combination of them. Orange Cassidy and Moxley, whoever won. To me, yeah. was whoever won. Um, but over Claudio Castagnoli, I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, which maybe sets up Orange Cassidy for a Ring of Honor title. Mm, that's very possible. Yeah. I wish it would If they were going to do that, I wish it would have been Eddie Kingston. Yes. Because he's he should be the one to dethrone Claudio Castagnoli, in I, my opinion. Yeah, they've been building that. They've been building so, it forever. It got put on hold because of the G1 with mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, who had an incredible G1. Oh, he was so good. Proud of him. One of my favorite G1s, G1 competitors this year. Yeah. Um, but like there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that happened in this match. I feel like we didn't miss a whole lot. A lot of brawling in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different a lot of different things that happened. Um, that that really embraced the hardcore origins of like a Terry Funk of this kind of match. Yeah, you know, a lot of entertaining spots mm-hmm. as well. Um, it, it was really good. I'm reading through like the report just to see if I've missed anything currently, <laughs> like just to make sure that I'm covering everything yeah. that I really liked about it. I do believe I, I, I covered it all. Yeah, this um, one I think is really where the whole pay per view took off for me. Yeah, it it got me excited. It got me at the edge of my seat. I was I was in it 100. percent yeah, oh, that's right. The um the barbed wire tables and yes, baseball course, bats yep. and stuff like that. Oh, and and Sue. Sue oh my coming gosh. in with the cookies. How could we forget about How Sue? How could we forget about Trent's mom Sue? I Which, she was my favorite part, I think. Just in the me, minivan. To uh, me, this would be my mom at an indie show. Absolutely. It my would, mom yes. would bake me a tin of cookies for me to beat somebody <laughs> over the head with. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, and he hit that sunset bomb. Penta hit that sunset bomb to Ortiz. Ah, it right, wasn't right, right. it wasn't okay. Wheeler Yuta. Um but yeah, like uh Eddie Kingston I thought was really good in this match. They gave him a lot of a lot of different things mm-hmm. in this match. Um, and, and overall, I wish it would have been Eddie to pin Claudio if you were going to beat Claudio. Agreed. I thought Wheeler Yuta was in this match to take the pinfall. Like, that was kind of my thought outside of Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. You know, I, it's the best friends. <laughs> hey, listen, people forget SPW champion. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta, SPW champion, MITEW safe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought if, uh, if anybody was really there to take the the fall, it would have been Chuck Taylor. He doesn't yeah, do he doesn't anything. Win, fuck all. He, I don't really know why he's there. The best friends to me are done. You know what I mean? Like I like them as a team together for themselves, but I don't like them as a team. No, I, I don't. Get that. I think I think like, Chuck Taylor holds Trent Beretta back, and I think as long as he's in this team he can't mm-hmm. really go anywhere i agree with that i i i like chuck taylor i think he's entertaining like in promos and stuff like that sure 
But as but, a wrestler, I don't think that he can really keep up with everybody else. Like, right. obviously, Chuck Taylor, um, for those that don't know, he's one of the, like, founders of PWG. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of the top guys there with Excalibur. So, like, him and Excalibur are, like, ah, kind of linked okay. together because of PWG. Um, and, and, like, PWG is, like, the big indie where WWE gets all its talent, mm-hmm. where AEW kind of scoops up talent and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, PWG is that is that company. Um, so it's definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, I understand why you're here. Right. But I don't understand why you're here. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think Trent Beretta has a lot of talent and I really overlooked him for a long time. You really did. You didn't understand Trent Beretta at all. No, because I don't like the team of the best friends. I, I just, I can't get behind it. I understand this, that. They don't really win anything. There's not a point to them to me. They're not real competitors. Like, there, there's no way that if they're in something important, in my mind, they're going to win. And I, I don't like that. I, They were really big at the beginning. I mean, I think they were, like, the second or third ever AEW Tag Team Champions. Mm. Like, they were, like, they. I think. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if they've ever won it or not. I thought they did. Um... They were, like, kind of a big deal at the beginning, but now it's, like, kind of like the Dark Order and stuff like that. They've yeah. kind of fallen down the card. Yeah. And, like, at this point, just go to Ring of Honor. Like, right. I, under- I understand that you want to be on t- we- uh, weekly TV and stuff like that, but Orange Cassidy, he has his own thing. He's one of the better workers in AEW. Yeah. Like, let Orange Cassidy do his thing. Come out with him for trios matches every once in a while right. and stuff like that. But, like, go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Re- Somewhere refresh. that you can make your name bigger again yeah like just refresh your refresh your image a little bit get like a different little bit of a character Mm -hmm. and then come back make the audience miss you right and i think that's where i'm at is they really need to become their own thing separate from orange cassidy because it's orange cassidy and the best friends yeah it's not the best friends right and and so the finish of this match came with Orange Cassidy hitting the orange punch uh, with glass on his fist to yep. Claudio Castagnoli to uh, pin him for the one, two, three. So I guess like now it's like, where does Orange Cassidy go with this international title run? Because like, yeah. does he face John Moxley and does John Moxley take it? I think that's a nice little f- step in the right direction. John Moxley so works a lot of indies. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of different stuff with GCW and stuff. And I feel like that's something that you could promote and like, Add to your YouTube channel. Add yeah. to this. Add to that. You yeah. know, and I think it should be somebody who travels for sure. And like similar to what Pac did at the beginning of the international yes, title or the All Atlantic title. At that point, he took it to like England. He wrestled multiple people in England. He wrestled a guy in like France or some shit. Yeah. And then he wrestled people on Dynamite as well. And right. like I, I think that that's something that's missing. I, I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it seems like just another title now, but before when it was introduced i guess or when they had the whole the whole tournament and things it was like we're gonna take this and go places with it and i mean like orange cassidy don't get me wrong orange cassidy has had a great title run. oh he's been great fantastic title run yeah it's just a matter of like okay where do we go from here because it's only being defended on dynamite i want to see it defended on indies yes i want to see it defended on like this joe schmo show Mm -hmm. and Albuquerque, New Mexico in front yeah. of 150 people. And to me, it felt like that was the purpose. That's what I thought, that. too. That's what it, I thought, too. It feels like something that you can try out new people with. Like, if you 
Well, and that's wanna... what the TNT title was too. Mm-hmm. When Cody Rhodes had it, it was there was an open challenge, and that's how Eddie Kingston came in. Ricky right. Starks came in. Like that's how mo- multiple people came in was facing Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. Yeah, and then. You know, that kind of went away. And, like, Orange Cassidy's kind of doing it now, but mm-hmm. it's only on Dynamite, right. which is how, I mean, it was pandemic Cody Rhodes. So, yeah, you could only do it on Dynamite. Right. But, like, I wish that Orange Cassidy would, like, there would be a couple people from the indies, like, say, like, a West Coast pro Michael Oku. Yeah. Challenge for Orange Cassidy's belt or, like, a Rev Pro. Yeah, like, definitely. Um, or, like, some random Japanese indie, like, Gleet or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was, like, hey... Uh, here's so and so, and they want to challenge you for the international title, and like yeah. Orange Cassidy kind of travels around with it. Right. It's okay not to have him on TV for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. put it on your YouTube channel, and like, oh, he's out this week because he's in Japan defending the international title. Check right. our YouTube channel out. It makes it feel more legit too. Absolutely. That was the biggest thing with the NWA title back in the day. Was like, if you were the overall NWA World's Champion, mm-hmm. you traveled to all the independent NWA territories, yeah. defended your belt. To build up the local champion. Right. That then was like, hey, I took Ric Flair to 60 minutes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's what it was. And, like, at that point, you were creating new stars. You were creating more people. And, like, I feel like you could do that with this. Like, take it up to Smash Wrestling in Toronto. Take yeah. it up to, or take it down to the Crash in mm-hmm. um, in, in Mexico. Take it to uh, Gleet in Japan. Take it to Rev Pro in England. Right. You know, take it around the world. Like, I feel like that's what it's missing. And I really hope that they find that with, like, with somebody soon. I do, too. Because they, they had it with PAC. I think they need it again. I do, too. I, I, I truthfully do. I mean, at that point, give it to somebody who you don't have on TV a lot. Like, give it to an Ethan Page. Or an Action What's Andretti. He doing? Action like, Andretti. Yeah. Like, somebody that's still working indies regularly. Right. Let them take it around for like three weeks. Hey, actually, Andretti def- successfully defended against so and so. It was a great match. Check yeah. out our YouTube channel, right? You know, or check out this promotion. Uh, actually, Andretti is going to defend the international title against blah 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 blah. Right. And you know, freaking. That Idaho. was my favorite one, by the way. <laughs> blah blah blah. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after that, we had one of my favorite moments of the night. Mm-hmm. And that was Soraya facing Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's Championship. Soraya comes out to We Will Rock You by Queen, um, and her whole family, the family that trained her, she's the one that made it, but her whole family comes out with her and is at ringside supporting Soraya. What a moment for her. You were tearing up. I was. It was... It you could really feel how important it was and how much it meant to her, and um, just to ha- be able to have her whole family there and come out with her, um, it, it was really special. And I mean, her one brother that was there um, had a tryout with her at oh. WWE at the same time, mm. and he didn't get picked, but she did. Wow! And so, like, just to see that her dad, her mom who like ran indies in England for so long, personally trained her at the Mm -hmm. age of like 13 years old. Yeah. We're there to support her. And then not to be outdone, Tony storm came out to God save the queen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And these four women, I like them. I like all of them. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that Hikaru Shida 
is an incredible worker. Absolutely. Uh, Soraya, I think she's great. I don't love the the faction she's in currently, but I, I love her in ring. Tony Storm, such such a huge talent. I think she's great. Uh, Britt Baker, I feel like in ring isn't my favorite. She's the weakest um, one of this group. But I think overall she's super good. She's so good at promos. I think that she has spots of genius in the ring as well. Like she she has certain things that she does where it's like, yeah, that was fucking badass. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's a lot of women in AEW. Mm-hmm. A lot of women in AEW have spots that are really good. It's yeah. just the in-between stuff that isn't. And, like, right. as much as I love Britt, Bra- Britt Baker as a promo, mm-hmm. I think she's a great promo. I think yeah. she's the best promo of she the is. women's division. Yep. I think that her in-ring is a little bit lacking. She's only, she I, I can't even say she's only, like, six years in. She's six years in. Yeah. Like, she's in, she's been in for a long time. She, I think, would fit in a WWE more than an AEW. Yeah, because you don't necessarily need as much in-ring technical talent. I will say, in my her, opinion, her timing is really good. Yes, oh, her yeah. timing is fantastic, and like, I think it's gotten and, a lot better over the past couple of years i think like, so i i think so too and like and this is not a shot at Britt baker by no, any of means course not. this is not a shot at any of these women these women are way better than the bunny oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they all work their ass off in this match in particular all four of them worked so hard yeah and i really like that they teased the dissension of the outcasts me too and i can't wait <laughs> me neither like i i I, I, there weren't a lot of spots that I loved in this match. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one spot that really sticks out to me that like still sticking out to me is the curb stomp out of the submission that Paige had uh, Hikaru Shida in. Yep. She uh, was it Hikaru Shida or Tony Storm? I can't remember. I can't remember either. She, uh, pa- uh, Soraya, excuse me, not oh, Paige. Yeah. Um, Soraya had somebody in <laughs> a submission, and Britt Baker comes off the ropes. And just hits a curb stomp on them yeah. in the middle of the ring. I thought it was super impressive. I think it might have been Tony Storm. Yeah, I think now it might have been. I'm looking at it. Um, but it, it, all four of these women really worked hard. Mm-hmm. Soraya stood out a lot in this match. Yeah, I think the way that this match was set up, I was able to see because, again, she was past my time when mm-hmm. I, I was watching WWE. Yeah, because Paige, Paige came in WWE, like, NXT in, like, 2011, 2012. Right, so I was out. You were already out. So I hadn't... I've, I had heard a lot about Paige, but I had not really gotten to see anything that she did in ring. Um, So when she came in, I was like, okay, I'm excited to see what everybody's so hype about. And then they put her in this outcast storyline and i hate it so much i Mm -hmm. don't like the way that they work in ring i don't like the way that they win matches i i just don't like it it's very much new japan's house of torture yes so it it shadowed it like overshadowed her talent to me i think i wasn't really able to see the forest through the trees it's like wwe interference bullshit yes and uh, I think that it's it's hard to see how talented someone is when it's constantly yeah. like they're spraying spray paint in somebody's face and then, oh, they're pulling them out of the rain. Like, you know what I mean? No, I, I agree with you so, 100%. to see her 
work as hard as she did in this match, I was like, wow, no, she, I get it now. Like, she's super impressive. And I hope that they break up the outcasts so she really has her time to shine. I think that's what was being led to here. Yes, absolutely. I think, like, they kind of, they were talking about, oh, we don't know if Soraya's going to be in the outcasts anymore. Right. You know, and, like, Ruby Soho came out to try to stop Tony Storm from hitting the hip attack yep. on an unprotected turnbuckle to Soraya. Yeah. Um, and then Storm kind of slapped, I, I think she slapped Ruby Soho or something Yeah, either like way, that. she dismissed her completely. She dismissed her completely, and Soho walked off, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a match at All Out next weekend, which is Soho versus Statlander. Yeah. Very excited for that match. That's going to be Two very, so very, very strong women's workers. Super strong. Not even women's workers. Two very strong workers. Workers in general. Workers yeah. in general. They are fantastic. Yeah. I cannot wait for that match. Yeah, but, and then you have Tony Storm with her newer character that she's, she's yeah. doing, so... Yeah, I it, think Tony Storm's new character really fits her. I think Soraya being champion makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She is the biggest woman's draw mm-hmm. of your division. Yeah. I think it makes sense for her to be champion. She won it in England. Yep. In front of her home country. Yeah. At the biggest stadium in all of the UK. And that's really where I got emotional was yeah. just seeing her emotion and how oh, she proud, was crying. how proud her family looked you could yes. see the joy and the pride and you can just see it and i was i i, I was a little bit teary-eyed you were you were um, you were waving the tears away i was and it it was such a big moment it was and and like as a soraya fan um, I, I have followed her since her first night on Raw mm-hmm. when she challenged AJ Lee and won the title. Yeah. She won the Divas title her first night on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch her NXT work as much until very a- until after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Soraya. I think yeah. she is a fantastic promo. I think she she's is. a star. Um, I She's only 30 years old. Right. Like, she has so much ahead of her as long as she can stay healthy. Yeah. But... This is where I think the Mercedes Monet comes in. Mm-hmm. Because Soraya said Mercedes Monet was the one that originally injured her to end the career. She was the one, she hit her with a drop kick to the back of the neck. Right. And that was the thing that caused Soraya to not be able to wrestle anymore. Yeah. And Soraya has said, I don't fault her. I don't blame her. Accidents Good. happen. I want to wrestle her again. Interesting, and I think that's could that could be, and if that's the case, this is the biggest match in AEW in AEW women's history. Yes, like one yeah. billion percent. This is the biggest match in AEW women's history. Is Mercedes Monet versus Soraya Page versus yeah. Sasha Banks? Yeah, like this is the biggest match that you could make, and I feel like this should be your full gear match. Yes. This should be. I don't care what your main event, what you think your main event should be. Put the women That's on it. last. Absolutely. Put the women yep. on last in full gear. Put the women's title up top. Yep. And make them uh, and show them that you trust them. Because yes. now Soraya has been back in the ring. Mm-hmm. She's been taking her bumps. She's knocked that ring rust off. Yep. Mercedes Monet will be coming fresh off injury. Yeah. Let her get a few wins. Have her face a Ruby Soho. Let her yeah. face a Willow Nightingale. Oh uh, my like, god. Because you have that rematch built in from the New Japan Strong Women's Title uh, yes. Tournament. Absolutely. Have her face a Julia. Right. Like, I think I think she should go in to Wrestle Kingdom as champion, Mercedes Monet, mm-hmm. and face Julia. Yeah, that would be like so good. I think I think AEW 
needs Mercedes Monet more than Mercedes Monet needs AEW. Yeah, and I, I think she would be a great addition to their roster just in terms of teaching the younger talent. A veteran presence. Yeah. And, and and it's been sorely lacking. Like, I mean, you have a Ruby Soho, you have a Soraya, yeah. you have a Tony Storm. But the more but, you have, the better. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think that, especially in the women's division, having some veteran presence in the, in the room with a Sky Blue. Yeah. With a Diamante, who's down in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. With a uh, freaking Chris Statlander. With a Nyla Rose, who is a veteran in and of herself. Mm-hmm. I think having that TV veteranship. Yes. Having that, hey, this is where you need to look. This yeah. is where you need to sell. Right. This is how you hit your spots. Yeah. I think that that's so important. It is. Because, like, if I were to go, I, I've wrestled, I know how to put together a match. Mm-hmm. If I were to go into a WWE match today, I'd be lost. Right. Because, like, I can watch it and study it as much as I want mm-hmm. to. That doesn't mean I know how to sell to a camera. Right. That doesn't mean I know where the hard cam is, where this camera is, where right. this camera is, where the roaming camera is. Yeah, and there's so much you have to know and so much you have to pay attention to to be able to really make it look great for TV. Absolutely. And uh, you can you can make a match technically great, but if you don't have that knowledge of how to make it look great for tv it's not gonna look great absolutely um so moving on we have the coffin match darby allen and sting taking on swerve strickland and christian cage what a match uh fantastic uh darby allen insane as always uh taking (laughs) incredibly intense bumps um diving off the top rope to land onto a solid fucking coffin with a coffin drop just denting it multiple times. denting it multiple times swerve strickland uh being laid out on a table sting diving on him and i am the table yeah as botchamania would say the table not breaking yeah so nice you had to do it twice Um, you had Nick Wayne making his Wembley debut. I I loved that. I love that they brought him out. And that choke slam on the skateboard. Oh my god! Nick Wayne took a choke slam from Luchasaurus onto a skateboard. Yeah. Um, that that kid is he's gonna be a star. I think Nick Wayne, as long as he protects his body, yes. don't do Darby Allen things. Right. Yeah. Don't be Darby Allen. D- right. <laughs> <laughs> be high flying. Don't be dark. Be a swerve in a world of Darby Allens. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, swerve killed Sting with a double stomp. Yeah, he did. Um, Christian Cage put his working boots on tonight and took incredible bumps. Yep. Um, and then Swerve almost got decapitated with a <laughs> coffin drop from Darby Allen while Swerve is smashed in between the casket lid and the casket itself i thought it was gonna cut him right in half yeah and then his dreads got caught they did i was like does that really count is this a clean finish it counts i don't know it counts but sting sting was jumping off shit sting was hitting the stinger splash i love moving he he's always moving yeah he's always moving always like in perpetual motion yes i Um, love him so much i think if he stops moving he might die i think that's the issue (laughs) i think that's probably what it is he's like guys 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 i need to jump off a balcony tonight or i will die (laughs) i'm 64 i need it's like that movie crank with jason statham yeah he needs to constantly add adrenaline to his system (laughs) listen if it's in motion it has to stay in motion well listen 
listen, Newton's what second law? I don't know. Uh, it's one of Newton's laws. <laughs> I'm not a physicist, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but overall, great match, a fun match. It only went actually it went 16 minutes. Like yeah. it was it was a longer match. Yeah. But I um I think they all worked really well together. Yes. Great uh, chemistry all around. Yeah. Yeah, even Christian, which I was not sure how that team would go. You're not sold on Christian. I'm not. <laughs> and I did like him when I was little. You really? Know? I did. Okay. I liked him when I was young. It's here I do like him. Okay. Um He works better in an AEW than a WWE in I my think opinion, so too. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, I like him overall, I think. I just wasn't sure how he would work with my boy Swerve. You are a big Swerve I fan. I love Swerve. And I I feel like I feel like it works because Swerve is sort of more of the, the high flying, like yeah. he'll do the crazy things. Yep. And then Christian is Old. more <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and and more brutal. Like he he takes out the chairs, he has the concerto, yeah. he you know what I mean? So you were I, I pulling out it, some big wrestling knowledge on moves today. I, look, it's all up here. I told you. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling moonsaults. I know. Concertos. Listen, I gotta I gotta know my shit. And you gotta I'm, I'm know trying. You're on a wrestling podcast. You gotta know your shit. Listen. <laughs> I, I am just the color, but <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Darby Allen and Sting, and now Darby Allen faces Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Uh, he's trying to become, I think, a three-time TNT champion, mm -hmm. Darby Allen. Yeah, which he really should be facing Christian, because he is the holder of the belt, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do hope they change Luchasaurus's gimmicks too. luchasaurus is tired to me me too i i, I like the guy yeah. i like the in ring i think he's super the gimmick talented. is done that's exactly what the i'm gimmick saying is done is i think that he needs to turn on christian soon um and, and that's exactly what i was gonna say take off his mask like you can be your dude and call yourself the Luchasaurus, like yeah. the Lucha Dinosaur, or mm -hmm. something like that, and and like still be a massive a massive star. Yeah, I just he, don't like I just don't like the Luchasaurus gimmick without Jungle Boy. I was tired of it with Jungle Boy. Like I think it it went too long. I think it's going even longer. I just it's and and like in much. four in four years make us miss it. Right. Four years, Jungle Boy turns face again. Yeah. And, like, Luchasaurus has lost his luck, and you get a boy and his dinosaur again. <laughs> like, that's fine. Do the nostalgia. Do yeah. Do the nostalgia. But, like, at, at the same time, make us miss it. Yeah. Make us miss Luchasaurus yeah. to the point that we want him back. And yeah. I don't think that that's happened yet. I don't think... I, I And I don't think it will. I think they're going to keep the Luchasaurus character. I think so, too. And I... Hate I it. hate it. I hate it's, it so much. Yeah. I I liked it for a second when he became sort of this darker character with Christian because I thought that as soon as Christian was like, "Oh, this is my belt." He was going to turn on him and then they could change it at I that think, point. I think so here's my prediction. Luchasaurus loses to Darby Allen or mm -hmm. loses it soon. Mhm. Mm Christian turns on Luchasaurus. Yeah. And then you see like a disintegration of his brain of mm. like you did this to Jack 
now you're doing this to me. Yeah. And you see like a shattering of the mask. Oh, interesting. And like wear like a partial mask, like a mankind. Yeah. Something along those lines that shows like you're broken, you're torn inside, right. you're you're embracing this thing and then like come back and like it's almost like emo lucha. Yeah. Like <laughs> Lucha Emosaurus. <Yes>. Like <laughs> But, like, something along those lines, give us a dynamic, like, a different dynamic to this character. Right. Um, like, he's just been this this character that doesn't talk. It's right. just, like, this monster. And I think that works better for somebody who's not so good in ring. Right. He, exactly. He has so much potential. I mean, he's trained people. He... Yeah, like he's he tra- he helped train Jungle Boy. Right. Like so, he helped train Jack Perry. Yeah. So it's like you he's so so talented and it's mm-hmm. not being used. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think this makes sense if he were in like AAA in Mexico. Right. This makes sense as like a Mexican mm-hmm. character. Right. Um so next we have your boy the Billy Goat. Will oh, Ospreay. My boy. Taking on Chris Jericho. Yes. Great match. So good. I think both of these these guys have oddly good chemistry together. Really good chemistry. I think no matter who either of them are with, it's going to be a good match. So yes. putting them together, I thought it was incredible. This was my favorite match. Really? It was. Interesting. I, I thought they worked so, so well together. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, Jericho uh, hitting a very, very ugly Oz cutter. Yeah, oh my god, it was so bad. It was bad. Nobody does it like the Billy Goat. Nobody does it like the Billy Goat. But Cody Rhodes did steal it from the Billy Goat. He did, but nobody does it like <laughs> the Billy Goat. Um, Osprey was in fine babyface form. Somehow Don Callis was babyface in this match. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like Osprey was putting on his working boots. Yes. Coming out as the aerial assassin, coming out to elevated his original theme song in New Japan. Um, I thought Osprey put in a great performance. I thought Jericho put in an outstanding performance. Um, Jericho playing heel is always, always a good show. Yep. Um, the the one thing I did I did really like was that Jericho exploited Osprey by hitting that German suplex on the apron. Yeah. Saying as a callback from Wednesday, saying I told you to stop taking so many risks. Yep. And he's the one that's like, fuck you now. Yes. And he hit that German. I thought that was absolutely glorious. Great storytelling. A lot of good storytelling on this show. Yeah. Overall. Um, but like the Oz Cutter and Judas Effect were constantly battled back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, Sammy Guevara got involved hitting Osprey with the bat. Yeah. Um, and then Osprey hitting Jericho with a Spanish fly. Oh, my God. One of he your favorite moves. Such a gorgeous one, too. Yeah, he does. He has a really good Spanish fly. And um, obviously, you had the Judas Effect and Stormbreaker mm-hmm. then being countered. Osprey hit the Hidden Blade Stormbreaker. One, yep. two, kick out. Big reaction from the crowd. And yeah. then a second uh, uh, Stormbreaker Hidden Blade combo to win the match. Yep. Um, Osprey wins in front of his English compatriots. Yes. Great match. It was, it was so good. This is another match that really had me on the edge of my seat. I felt like there were a few times where it's like, okay, is this ha- going to be how it ends? You bit a couple times. I did. And uh, there was a couple times where I was like, oh shit, is Jericho going to win? Mm-hmm. I didn't think so, but 
You never know. You never know. It's AEW. Yeah. Which is what I like about it. No, it it was unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, predictably unpredictable. Yeah. Like, like we I knew, all thought I knew that was Osprey gonna was going to win. But, but, like, you never truly know with AEW. Yeah. Um, like, say for the main event. Like, mm-hmm. the main event for me was a big was a big one of those where it's like you never truly know yeah um, like i i had a feeling like yeah, my, my prediction i had my prediction but there there was multiple times where it's like it could end here it could and mm-hmm. so the co-main event of the evening the acclaimed and badass billy gun yeah taking on the house of black i loved this match yeah it was really good i hated the finish i know i think this finish was stupid it was just to give people a reason to scissor. I think. You think? Yeah, yes. This match was not built to build up the acclaim. No. This match was not made for the acclaimed. That's it true. It was made for one moment, and that's for everybody to scissor, and that's it. Yeah. As much as I love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. <laughs> acclaimed every Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> um. I love the acclaimed. Yeah. House of Black did not deserve to lose these titles. I don't think House of Black gets what they deserve almost ever. No. I think they don't. They, they are one of the best trios. Best trios. Mm-hmm. They work cohesively together. They're Brody King fantastic. is one of the best big men in AEW. Yeah. They have one of the best strikers in AEW yep. with Malachi Black. Yeah. One of the better, like, high flyer technicians with buddy matthews yeah they are a complete trio yep they They, work super well together they're super over too they're unique they're different yeah they are over they work well together their gimmick isn't tired it's not tired whereas i think the acclaimed is getting there i think the acclaimed is getting there i i think people love the chance i think people love love the gimmick of it but I think that they're tired. I, I think agree. the acclaimed is tired. And I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's as realistic for them to beat other trios as it is for the House of Black to be other trios. Exactly. I Like, this should have culminated with House of Black taking on Los Ingobernables with yeah. Roosh, Andrade, and uh, Andralistico or yeah. something. I, this should acclaimed, not have been them losing the titles, in my opinion. Yeah. The acclaimed is a group that I think has gotten a lot better since they Absolutely. since i've seen them agree with you over the past two years but they're not at a level yet where i believe that they're at the top of this company no they're, they need they need a couple star making performances yeah they need a couple 20 plus minute matches yeah they need a couple of those moments where it's like oh these guys are legit legit and that's not something that the house of black even needs for me i you see them together you see what they do in the ring correct and you you see their promos, you see the the whole picture, and it's like, oh, these are what stars are. The House of Black has the total package, whereas the Acclaim is a one-trick pony. I agree. Like, I think the Acclaimed have gotten super, super over. Yeah. They're super over. Mm-hmm. I and think that they're great gotten, workers now. I think they've gotten like, incredibly good in the ring. Yeah. I don't think that they're great. No. They've and gotten like, really, really good. We saw them at, at an indie show, and they were great there. Yep. But to me, it's not realistic for them to beat almost any other trio. 
I think it would have made more sense for them to beat Brian Cage and the house and the Gates of Agony. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can think, see them beating them. I think 100%. them being the Ring of Honor trios champion mm-hmm. makes complete sense. Yeah, it's but something where I think they could build up to being at the top. Absolutely, but they're not there yet. No, not yet, not yet. And so the acclaimed win. Daddy Ass gets to scissor Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Yep. The acclaimed were super gentlemen about it. Handed the titles over. We even got a scissor me timbers onto Julia Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which I loved that. I love intergender matches. I love intergender wrestling. I think that if you're going to be a wrestler, be a wrestler. You know? I, lo- I, I love it all. I think, I think intergender wrestling is deserved. Mm-hmm. I think... Like, especially back in the day, we had China. Yeah. I think Nia Jax in WWE would have been great facing men. Yeah. I it, Like, when she entered the Rumble and she had her interactions with men, I think she was on point. Yeah. I truthfully think that we need more intergender wrestling. Completely agree. I think it's wrestling. It's yeah. not, like, kickboxing. Right. It's not like fucking Anthony Pettis is going in there to fight Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, again, it's... It's it's performance. Right. It's performance art. Yeah. And I think that if you want to create women who are as highly regarded as men, you need to integrate them. I agree. I think, I mean, even GCW, for fuck's sake, GCW had Masha Slamovich become their champion. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that needs to happen more. Yeah, like even Billy Starks, we saw her on uh, over Mania in that ladder match, the grab yep. the brassling brass ring ladder match. Yeah, like she was fantastic in there with a whole bunch of men. Yeah, and I think that it would give a lot of the women a a better chance to learn and become even better because I think these companies have more men on the roster than they yep. have women. So Absolutely. you just you have more talent in the men's roster because there are more people yeah. there there are more years there and i think that they could really learn from being in the ring with them i agree with you 100 percent. i think integrated wrestling and intergender wrestling is the way to go yeah and um, i don't think it's unrealistic for these women to beat some of these men's asses not at like, all you look you, at a nyla rose and you, you put tell a jade me- cargill in there with anybody and she's beating their ass yeah jade cargill's ripped to shit yeah (laughs) like she is jack i don't care who you are you're getting your ass beat you put a nyla rose in there i've seen nyla rose i've shared locker rooms with nyla rose you're getting she wrestled she wrestled men and Mm -hmm. a jordan grace from impact yep she's built like a brick fucking shithouse oh my god like but even if you're not that built like no like a lot of the women i think a ruby soho would be great in a men's division yeah absolutely like they're they're more able to move, you know. They're more and impactful too. Yeah. Like I think I think if you allow the women to hit, they're mm-hmm. gonna hit. Yes. I think a lot of the women are too scared to hit each other. Yeah. And 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 this is just from me experiencing locker rooms. Mm-hmm. I think women are too too afraid to hit each other. But you also and you too see afraid it. to get hit. You see it on TV. Like yep. there's so many matches where I'm like, this would be so much better if you just fucking hit each other lay it in like you you can tell that you're you're holding back or like you're going and then you you stop short you can see that and mm-hmm. it doesn't look good if you want it to natalia is one of those one of the biggest people that I, yeah. I criticized for that yeah lay your shit in right it's you want to be this and you want it to be 
something where you're viewed as an athlete and you're viewed as a star like these men are wrestle like a man absolutely like 100 you don't have to wrestle like fit finley trains you guys better (laughs) (laughs) like you don't have to wrestle like a diva anymore no that's it's not what it's about and we don't want like even men Mm -hmm. like men don't want you to wrestle like that we want you to wrestle we want you to hit each other we want you to fuck each other up yeah like as a dude if i ever got into the ring with a woman i want you to hit me harder than any of the men do yeah i want you to clean my fucking clock yeah absolutely but to be fair i'm also going to clean your fucking clock as it should be like like when I was in the ring, if it's going to be equal, it's got to be equal. I worked what we called snug. Mm-hmm. I didn't pull my shit very much. I right. was hitting you. Yeah. Like, and, but I expected the same thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking hit me. It looks Make it so look good. much better. Make it look good. Right. If you're going to kick me, kick me. If you're going to punch me, punch me. If yeah. you're going to give me a forearm, give me a forearm. Make sure, like, don't knock me out. Right. But make sure you're hitting the fucking side of my neck. Make sure yeah. you're hitting my fucking chest. Make sure you're make sure you're hitting me. Yeah. And that, I think, brings people more into it. People who are like, I don't like this because you can tell that it's fake. Right. It brings people in because they're like, oh, hang on. That looks really good. Oh, my God. It's brutal. Oh, my goodness. Like, I can't believe they just did that. It helps with the suspension of disbelief. Yes. It helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, something I didn't have to dis- suspend my disbelief on is this main event. Oh, my God. MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. Banger. Brutal. Banger. So good. Storytelling at its finest. Unbelievable. These these two men are both unbelievable. Two of the best workers in the world right now. Yeah. Incredible storytelling. So talented. They they work together so well. So well. Like they're j- just the storytelling through the entire match. Constantly Adam Cole doing whatever it takes but a- MJF can't do it to Adam Cole. Yeah, they're best friends. They're best friends. Can't do that to your best friend. You can't do that, which in my opinion that's when you can do it. <laughs> Listen. If I'm getting in there, with, if I'm getting in the ring with my best friend, I'm cleaning his fucking clock. <laughs> but I'm you don't want to cheat to win against your best bullshit. friend. Bullshit! I'm taking every shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gouging your eyes. Damn. I'm biting you. I didn't know I'm MJF was going to be a better person than you. Listen. Who would have guessed? <laughs> listen. If I'm in the ring with my best friend, all bets are off. <laughs> and for the and for the best and for the biggest prize in all of wrestling right now, in all of wrestling, not sports entertainment, all mm-hmm. of wrestling. You're gonna you're gonna have to fight, and and yeah. I think MJF and Adam Cole put on a banger, the double clothesline spot where they oh, pinned each other, so good, fantastic, so good, just the yelling double clothesline before they clothesline yes. each other, it was so good, fantastic. Um, the tombstone on uh, MJF can't do the pile driver to Adam mm-hmm. Cole, but Adam Cole can do the pile driver to MJF. Yeah. Um, MJF tucking the diamond ring back into yep. his. To his trunks, and I think even Adam Cole's just his facial selling was unbelievable. He has great facial selling. In it was, it was incredible. It's you could you could feel the emotion. Yes, and like, it, and it's hard to rate this match because like Adam Cole hits the heat seeker mm-hmm. uh, for a two for a, a massive near fall. Yeah, um, he hits the Panama Sunrise and the boom, mm-hmm. and then. The ref with the slowest count of all time, yes. Bryce Remsburg, 
man, I understand you're selling, but holy shit. <laughs> Listen, he didn't know where he was. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he did take the Panama Sunrise. Exactly. I will say that. And he's um, just a ref. Yeah. He doesn't know what that's like. Roddy coming out, building that storyline. Yeah. I thought I thought that was going to be where the kingdom either turned on Adam Cole and helped MJF, or they all turned on MJF. And yeah. Adam Cole would go back to leading the kingdom. Which, when you said that, I was like, I really would love MJF and the kingdom to be a, a thing. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you can get the MJF and the kingdom mm-hmm. versus Adam Cole, Roddy, and when Kyle O'Reilly's good to go. Yeah. There's your trios match for those. So good. It'd be a banger. Yeah. You're a big Matt Taven fan. I love Matt Taven. We've seen him at NEW, uh, Northeast Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he's the NEW champion up there, and yeah. you love him just because he uses the used as his theme song. I, that is a big. That was a big selling point. <laughs> but I think he's great. He's he's really good. He's so really talented. talented. Very talented. I and love his character. He seems like a great person. I love him. And I really like the callback. The five more minutes, and MJF says, "No, we're gonna go until we have a fucking winner in Wembley." Yes. <laughs> yep. Um. A great match. Uh, MJF beats him with the ins- uh, with the small package. Yep. Um, he he beats him with the inside cradle. Celebrates, but make sure to check on Adam Cole, who's yeah upset, visibly like very upset. Yep. Um, Goes tosses, over. He's like, "Hey, everybody still loves you. It's great. Like belts, we did such a good the, job." The ROH belts. Yeah. Which Jesus. Adam Cole throws. You know? Yeah, and MJF says uh, he he threw he threw a fit. He's like, is this what is that what it was all all was mm-hmm. about? Was the was this title belt the the world title? He goes, it hit me, and it's a callback to what they did when Adam Cole lost to FTR. Yeah, and he thought MJF was going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. MJF tosses him the title, turns his back, waits for the turn. Adam Cole drops it. Yep. To MJF surprise, they hug it out. Yeah, and then you see Roddy in the Kingdom on the outside. Just waiting, yeah, and and like and, and heartbroken because he chose MJF over Roddy. Adam Cole chose MJF for now. For now, yeah. this turn is coming. It it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I you hate it. I do hate it because I love them so much as a team, but I also really like where it's going. I love MJF being a face. MJF being a babyface is fantastic. He's so good. Fantastic. And I I didn't think I would ever like MJF, but I love him. You do. I do. You love MJF. And I have for a while. You have. He's entertaining. He's entertaining. He's, hey, he's not just a scumbag. He's our scumbag. He's our scumbag. (laughs) He, I think, is one of the best, one of the best in the world right now. Like, he. He's better than you, and you know it. Baby. Baby. Um, <laughs> and then at the very end of the show, the very end, mm-hmm. August 25th, I know my mom's listening. <laughs> you want a 30th birthday present. Listen. My birthday is two days before this, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they are going back to Wembley. I am so excited for them. It's going to be an even bigger crowd. You know. That. I hope so. Yeah. But August 25th, two months before our wedding. Yep. Almost like <laughs> a month and three weeks before our wedding. Yeah. 
I do want to go to England. Listen, early honeymoon. <laughs> Listen, early honeymoon. <laughs> Pre-wedding honeymoon. Pre-wedding honeymoon. <laughs> Overall, I think this show was fantastic. It was a home run yep, to me. I agree. I really wish that they were showing it in theaters because when we have gone to them in theaters, it is such an electric experience. Yes. Um, so I, I do wish that we got that. Um, but even just watching it at home, it was... It was I, fantastic. Yeah, there was no point where I was bored. No, I wasn't bored either. Um, Which all is out rare. Next, all Out next week will be in theaters, so we might be able to go see that. Yeah. Um, I think it was just the timing of this today that probably... Probably, Didn't but lend it to just. Being in theaters. Oh man, it would have been so good. The the atmosphere is so much better. If you can I go think, see an AEW show at a movie theater, go do it. it yeah. It's it's such a fun time. You have so many wrestling fans around you, and everybody's just rooting for their favorites, yep. and it's a great time. Everybody's into the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might cost a little bit more if you buy the alcohol, if you buy the snacks and stuff, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. I promise you, it's worth it. Really it really is. I um. Yeah, just thinking about the feeling in that theater, if it would have happened today. Absolutely. It, and it would have been packed, I think. I think it would have been, too. I think it would have been a lot more full than it normally is. Yeah, because uh, when we have gone previously, there's not too many people, but it doesn't matter. It's no. just everybody being together. And we're all talking. We're yeah. all like, you know, we're all rooting doing for the people, chance, cheering. Doing, yeah, we're all clapping. It's, yeah, and every, like even after matches, everybody in the theater claps. Yeah, as like, a, okay, yes, this is what we wanted. Yeah, you know, and and I think I think that that's the best way to enjoy it. If you can go watch wrestling in a theater, go watch wrestling. Agreed. If you can go out and watch wrestling locally, oh, go support that. your local indie. A hundred. Please go support your local indie. Which, like, um, I will say, if you're like, no, that's weird, that's what I thought. And now I love it. <laughs> indie wrestling it's is... It's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. And it's important to the people who are doing it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no bigger rush than seeing a sold-out fire hall of 200 people <laughs> uh, packed and chanting your name. Yeah. There, uh, go support your local indie. Support your local independent wrestler. Support pro wrestling that is the that is the the movement that i want you guys to embrace support is that pro our wrestling. call to action that's our call to action there support pro wrestling support pro wrestling podcasts support the business of pro wrestling because without the fans this business is nothing um as a former worker as a podcaster now support pro wrestling that yeah. is all i can say because pro wrestling is the greatest form of entertainment it, it beats football it beats it beats netflix mm-hmm. it beats broadway all of it yeah. pro wrestling is the greatest form of entertainment of all time and go it has out, it all it has it all it has your happy your sad your comedy it, pro wrestling is whatever you make of it and by god you can make anything out of pro wrestling so yeah. go out support pro wrestling support independent wrestling and yeah i think that's where we have to leave it today yeah i agree so So, i'm damien and i'm ashley and we'll talk to you next week bye